All right, you ready? You ready for this? All right, welcome to Dragon Talk. My name is Greg Tito, and I'm joined by... Shelly Mazanoble. Shelly Mazanoble is here. Hi. Hi, how you doing? Great. Good. How are you? Uh, I'm closing out to 2017 with a bang. Kind of closing out. It's true. Pretty quick here. Yeah. We've got uh, holiday stuff on the brain uh, for this interview, too, because we'll be talking to Lisa Chen and Orion Wheaton about the stuff that they're doing. Very good. Um, And uh, Lisa's got some fun D&D Adventurers League news to talk about, uh, as well as uh, the adventure that uh, Ryan Wheaton has been working on. Holiday themed. Holiday themed. We just like to theme things holidays wise. Very apropos. Speaking of holidays, uh, what are you going to buy uh, people who like board games on your list, Shelly Mazanoble? Probably a board game maybe called Betrayal at Baldur's Gate. See, I, I saw it on some gift guides, so it seemed like a pretty good. Oh, yeah, it was on the Boing Boings yeah. gift guides. And others. And others. Yep. What are some others? IGN. Oh. Um, and. USA Today. PC Gamer, I think, had on there, too. They did? I think so. Nice. Good stuff out there uh, for board game enthusiasts. Or if they're more into the Axis and the Allies, the Anniversary Edition would make a great board game. I just started playing another game just now. I'm playing as the U.S. Oh, yay. And I am taking over the Pacific as we speak. Are you? It's true. Yeah. I just destroyed a lot. Two Japanese aircraft carriers around the uh, island of Midway. That's crazy. Doing some good stuff there. Yeah, but there were no uh, lurching folks uh, uh, with skin sloughing off of them, which I was very surprised about. That's good. <laughs> way, to, way, to, way, to, way to work on that, Shelley. <laughs> 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 Nothing to, to see here. Nothing to see here. Uh, so, but if you, another thing you might be able to get people on your list is uh, Xanathar's Guide to Everything. Everybody seems to be getting it for for the person if on their list. you can find it. It has been, it's going to be its third printing. There's a lot of printingsness that That's are coming out there. Yeah. And it's been out for like a day. I know, right? More people are buying it than ever. And uh, uh, I think there's a lot of fun subclasses in there that you can try, but also just a lot of fun lore and fun. In there, right? Yeah. Uh, also, some of our friends, uh, Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. Thank you for those of you who are tuning in uh, to listen and or watch us from that. Uh, they have a new event going, uh, which is going to start Monday, 12 to 18th, called the Simroll Event. And you'll be able to get uh, Daddyus the Scarlet. Yes. Who's from? Betrayal at Baldur's Gate. Now, was that a character that was created specifically for that? Yeah. That's awesome. For that game. Yeah. Yeah. They were all, all of the cre- the characters in Baldur's Gate were created for that. Oh, it's one of the player characters. Mm-hmm. That's why he's red. Yeah. Now I'm yeah. getting it all together. Who's your daddyus? For some reason, I thought that was an NPC in there. I didn't realize it was one of the ones that no, you could choose to be. No, he's a real character, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Nice. He's well, you can play creative. as him in Forgotten Heroes, uh, 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 Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms, which is not called Forgotten Heroes. No, but that's a We're going to edit that sad, out. We're going to fix that in post. Oh. <laughs> It's like the island of misfit toys. <laughs> forgotten heroes. Forgotten heroes. Oh, I tier. was once a hero. <laughs> now that, I've been forgotten. Is that the John Bon Jovi uh, version? <laughs> I was do, forgotten heroes. I'm going to do voiceover work for the forgotten heroes. <laughs> <laughs> 
the new digital game. That's awesome. Yep. Uh, and uh, there's also some fun stuff going on in a, uh, <laughs> uh, I know, good segue, right? Uh, into a Humble Bundle with a whole bunch of Dungeons & Dragons games that you can check oh. out as well. Uh, by the time you listen to this, it will probably still be going on, so you should check what it out. What do you get? Uh, there's uh, Idle Champions is in there as well as Tales from Candlekeep, oh. uh, the Tomb of Annihilation board that game. That would be a great gift. Variant on Steam, exactly. Hmm. Yeah, some good stuff there. Um, but we are uh, just. I think we should just get to a segment. What do you think about that? We didn't record a special holiday segment for this, but in the past we've done some Laurie should knows on holidays in the Forgotten Realms, right? And I made Ryan look for previous recordings, uh, and, uh, and, and he's he gonna he's gonna stitch it right in here, so you know about all of the the holidays that go on in the Forgotten Realms and about the calendar, about the ten night. How there's the, each week in the Forgotten Realms is ten days. Whoa! Did you know that? No. Yeah. What's their work week like? Uh, it's mostly just you just work every, all the time because no. you're, you know, working on the fields. Because you don't want to be a forgotten hero. <laughs> forgotten <laughs> heroes. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, we're going to roll that, Lori Cheneau, uh, from Was that from last year or the year before? It's from last year, which was twenty. Which year is that? <laughs> I make it very Greg's confusing. Greg's year? Or? I said we're going to get better at time travel next year, not not right now. You so like, we're really bad at it. You got significantly worse. <laughs> this podcast over the course of it, it's been it's been getting worse. <laughs> All and worse. of a sudden. So let's roll that segment, and then we'll get back to our, our interview after that. Yeah. Welcome to Lore You Should Know, the segment of Dragon Talk, where we discuss uh, Forgotten Realms and Dungeons & Dragons lore uh, as a way to give you uh, things you can use in your game or just of interest for Dungeons & Dragons players and aficionados. I am Greg Tito, and I'm joined by uh, two very lore gentlemen, uh, Matt Cernet. Hello. Howdy. And I am also here with Chris Perkins. Greetings. Greetings. Today we are going to discuss... Holidays, Ooh, uh, seasons greetings, seasons greetings. Yes, merry holidays yes. Uh, here in the Forgotten Realms, uh, as well as just generally how the calendar works in uh, uh, Ed Greenwin's uh, uh, Forgotten Realms uh, and the concept of weeks and months uh, throughout the calendar. Uh, but of course, holidays is very important because you know this is the lore you should know that will be happening or most closest to the holidays here in our world. Uh, so, uh, Matt, what can you tell us about? Um, uh, let's start with holidays. Let's start with it with uh, uh, what, it would, what would be an analog to uh, kind of the end of year Christmas time, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. <laughs> uh, uh, well, so so there's there's an, actually a number of different um, seasonal uh, things that happen towards like that changing of the year date. Uh, the most sort of widespread, I would say, is probably Simril, uh, and that's. Um, sort of the winter solstice celebration that's broadly celebrated throughout Faerun. And uh, it's, you know, the, the things you associate typically with a winter solstice type festival, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're slaughtering uh, animals um, that won't survive the winter, so you have a big feast and uh, lots of um, sort of people gathering together and um, lighting the, the night and, you know, all that kind of thing because it's that sort of dark, going into the... the the dark period or coming out of the dark period, whichever it is. <laughs> You're leaving the longest day, yes. the longest night yes. behind. Yes, and so it's sort of a celebration of, of the end of, of that, the, that dark period. Uh, and so there's bonfires outside and, and that kind of thing. I don't, I don't think Christmas trees or 
holly or things like that or mm. anything. But they're definitely, is there like a, a, a snow motif? Like uh, abs- I mean, absolutely. In the places where it's snowing, it, it, it's definitely snowing. And, and there's, you know, outside there's bonfires and lanterns. And, and uh, I'm sure probably there are similar songs, but I don't know what they are. <laughs> does, it, does it venerate any uh, particular deities? It, well, so it's a pantheistic society, and so I don't think they necessarily venerate anything in particular at that time besides um, deities associated with the changing of the seasons uh, and um, deities associated with, you know, the kinds of things that you were eating. So mm-hmm. Shantae uh, was associated with, you know, the farm and animals and stuff like that. And, um, you know, uh, Merkel in the past was associated with winter to a degree and the death of the season. So it was sort of like the putting him away. Um, certainly the new year would bring along the idea of celebrating uh, Lavender because he's all about... Uh, new ideas, new experiences, mm. you know, the rebirth um, of the year. Yeah, all that kind of a thing. So, sense. I mean, there would be multiple sort of um, venerations of various deities at that period. Right. Each temple would take advantage of the occasion for their yeah. <laughs> <own> <laughs> benefit <laughs> to spin their specific things. So, yeah. like, acolytes of Shantae would, you know, be more cornucopia type things of, like, you know, here's, right. here's all of the bounty, uh, more of like a harvest type uh Take, yeah. whereas Merkel would be, you know, more of the almost Halloween-ish right. type. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly other seasons in, in, in the, the setting that we, and other celebrations of the setting that are widely shared that um, uh, where um, they're more analogs to, say, Halloween, for example. Okay. Uh, but uh, it, it's, a, it's an interesting thing because of the, the, the world and the, the way the calendar works uh, is based upon our world, which I think Ed did very sensibly, right? He didn't say the world, uh, this, suddenly the year is 400 days long or something weird like that. It's 365 right. days, and, and then it actually works in a very sensible fashion. Um, uh, a little hard to wrap your head around, I think, at first, because it's, it's not a seven-day week. Uh, but once you get beyond that, it's like, hey, why don't we do this? Mm. <laughs> you know, it's very sensible. So there, I, we, people who have read uh, R.A. Salvatore's novels or whatever my, or, or would have seen uh, uh, references to 10 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that is the week of Forgotten Realms. Correct, yeah. So the, uh, there's 365 days in a year, obviously. Um, there are uh, 36 10 days. Okay. Right? And then there are five days that are not on those 10 days. And those days are um, around the solstices, and they are basically holiday days frittered throughout the year based upon solstices and some other things. So, um, and then uh, the leap years even accounted for with the idea of shield meet, because that comes every four years, and that's an extra day inserted into the calendar. Mm. Um, and shield meet is this period when uh, people are supposed to sort of come together and, and make peace and uh, have negotiations and make deals. And that's sort of an, a, like that four-day period is like this period where everyone um, theoretically is is doing that kind of thing. And that's why it's shield meets. Everyone's sort of putting down their shields. And Is it also in the, you know, February 29th kind of time, you know, area? Is it a winter thing? Is it, is it where we celebrate the birth of Chris Perkins? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. When is Shield? I think Shield meets in the middle of the, the. Yeah, it's in the middle of summer, actually. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So that's a different uh, uh, kind of take. Yeah. Uh, is it? Is it? Is it? I, doesn't it immediately follow one of the five 
holiday yeah. days. Yeah, so Midsummer is one of those holiday days, and Shield Me when it, when it occurs follows that day. Interesting. All right, that actually makes a lot more sense. You get an extra day, and you'd be in the middle of celebration for for Midsummer, and then uh, uh, have that time. Now, is that like typically a time when you know? Uh, uh, Government happens, you know, does that, you know, like, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of the analog of every four years in uh, uh, the US, United States, for example, we have a major presidential election. Is that a similar kind of idea where, like, you get together, make peace, uh, uh, form new alliances, alliances things like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's the general idea. Like, I think, you know, it's not very well documented because I don't think a lot of um, uh, sort of wars and stuff like that in the Forgotten Realms are really documented day by day. Mm. But I think the idea that, uh, you know, if you were fighting a war and it was a war when, um, you know, a shield meet would happen, you might at least take the day off, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like that would be at least sort of an acknowledged, like, okay, well, everybody, we're not supposed to fight on shield meet. Like that's, that's you know, so. That's crazy. Unless you're fighting like mind flayers who don't care about shield meet. <laughs> right. They have a different calendar altogether, those mind players. <laughs> <laughs> the absence of calendar. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so uh, it is hard to wrap your brain around at first. Uh, the idea of there being 10 days is a, is a unit of time. Uh, I think we're kind of almost high, hardwired uh, as humans to think of seven days. and you know, Right. Um, but once you do latch on to it, I think you're right. I think it does make almost more, more sense as a calendar. Yeah, than the it, Julian calendar, and it's it's regular. Like the, the just nothing changes. You know, the, it's not like February where sometimes it's this day many days or nothing. Right. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just you know, and, right. and the days that every month has the same number of days in it. Right, it's every mm-hmm. 30, 30, 30, 30, mm-hmm. 30. So, yeah. so uh, uh, what are some ideas? Um, maybe Chris, you can pipe in here on ways to infuse this kind of. These holidays, uh, so Simral, for example, in your campaign, uh, you know, if you're playing around uh, the holidays uh, with your friends, you're in our world, uh, it might be interesting to introduce some some thoughts and themes from holidays. Have you had experience doing that? And no. Looking? No? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, not really. Um, there are no days off in Chris Adventures campaigns. You just... <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> I've never... I, um, I, I've never personally... Um, sort of slavishly adhered to calendars in my home campaigns. I have entertained the idea um, in the past of, of, in fact, I did try once to sort of follow a very tight calendar and mm-hmm. sort of track days, day by day, my campaign, so I would know that, uh, you know, next game session is actually going to take place on a holiday, so I'm going to, ch- I'm going to do something in the campaign to accommodate that. Yeah. Uh, I think there are... Uh, there are many in, more industrious DMs out there <laughs> than me uh, who uh, who love to really track where the characters are temporarily um, and have things happen on special days, and I think that's really cool. Um, yeah, I did, when my first uh, major foray into uh, uh, doing this was... Uh, 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 the Age of Worms campaign uh, mm-hmm. in, the, in the 2000s, and my DM was one of those DMs who meticulously noted the days and when there was downtime and had specific events that did indeed happen or, or, or yeah. you know, uh, appearances by deities or things that happened on their, their holy days. Oh, uh, and actually, I'm a big fat liar. Uh, <laughs> um, so so uh, can I talk about Acquisitions, Inc.? The, sure. Uh, the holiday uh, the game? Uh, perhaps. 
Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure when that's uh, playing. It is a holiday special. Yeah, it's supposed, so it would be, it's supposed to come out before the end of the year. Well, either, we'll tease it here All right. in, in any case. Anyway, so uh, I was um, drawn into uh, Acquisitions Incorporated game um, that we taped. Uh, at the Penny Arcade offices in their new studio facility. Yes, and uh, they asked me to make it holiday-themed. So it takes place uh, in and around Dead Winter Day, which is kind of, it's a depressing holiday. I don't know if I'd call it a holiday. (laughs) It's just sort of depressing. It's like, it's a a day that people acknowledge is like, um, this, you're in the, the, the middle of winter and it's kind of depressing and everybody's starving and you're running out of food and it's just an acknowledgement of the passing of, win- of, of, of winter's presence. So like a, a Groundhog Day? presence as in, you know, presence you get that you right, like. Right, but that but winter is here winter and it is sucks. Winter is here and it sucks. <laughs> and, and it's uh, cold. So it's like almost like a Groundhog Day kind of idea where like this is the middle yes. of it and it could go better or it could go worse. Exactly. And uh, the theme was to uh, kind of make it feel like a, an Acquisitions Incorporated holiday special. Mm. Um, with, you know, adding a little touch of morality, um, some symbolism, some ghosts? Were there any ghosts? Uh, there were no ghosts, but there is sort of a Grinch-like figure um, who the characters end up contending with. Oh, and I was going to say it was one of them. And but. we do learn uh, a lot more about the character of Viari and where he came from. And uh, so there are some very personal touchstones. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was it was a very cool experience. And uh, so that that play session that we had, that little jam session that we had, will get sliced up get sliced up into episodes, and will air in sequence. Um, to give you just a, a little little happy dose of laughter over the holiday season. Excellent. Yeah, that is cool. I like yeah. that. And I, and I do think it does, you know, when you, inf- you know, if you're meeting around that time, uh, uh, it's, yeah. it makes sense to kind of infuse, you know, right. that and in your there game. are some great fun um, potential holidays in the Forgotten Realms year that a DM can go to town with and that I might go to town with in the future. Like, for instance... Um, is it called Troll Tide? Yeah, that's a Waterdeep-specific one, I believe. That, that's a Waterdeep-specific one where basically uh, children run around the streets of Waterdeep with troll masks on. Ooh, cool. And, you know... Behave, get up to mischief. Get up to mischief, behave badly, and uh, there might actually be some troll burning. It's it's a celebration of the Second Troll War where trolls basically threw themselves at the walls of the city and the city had to beat them back. Mm. Um but the idea that you might burn, you know, effigies of trolls, set them ablaze, because trolls are, of course, susceptible to fire. Yeah. And so there's this sort of symbolic burning of the trolls, and the kids running around as trolls is just sort of adding to the mayhem of the situation. Yeah. I love that that holiday has a built-in moral to it, that you're like, burn yeah. trolls. <laughs> if you're going to learn anything, learn that burning right. works. But don't burn the children. <laughs> yeah. well, the, the great thing about that, that particular uh, holiday for me is, is that you know in the United States, it's not that common to burn things in effigy unless you're kind of making a really nasty political statement. <laughs> right. It seems to be the ultimate uh, insult yeah. in a way. Whereas, you know, in a lot of other countries, particularly in Europe, um, you know, there's there's many holidays where, uh, like especially around the winter period, where you might have, like, have a Viking ship drag through town and throw torches at it or... Uh, you know, there's some weird, you know, effigy of some random, um, uh, like a lord of some past period that was particularly disliked at that, you know, time, and they burn that person, and you know, the, all Guy Fawkes, that kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, 
it, it kind of brings that kind of fire and, and parade aspect into the city, mm-hmm. which I, I which we just we, we wouldn't allow in the United States. <laughs> like people randomly throwing fires at things in the no. street. <laughs> it's switched to uh, ticker tape and yeah. uh, uh, littering is, is is really the celebrate celebratory thing yeah. uh, uh, that we do here now. So when is when does uh, troll? It's in the spring. Spring. Yeah. Yeah. The the month is called uh, Kythorn, um, but that's sort of the into into summer sort of spring mm-hmm. kind of period. Cool. Yeah, that makes sense. What are some other holidays you might want to infuse in your game uh, uh, if you were so inclined in the in the Forgotten Realms adventure? Well, one of the ones with the most sort of ev- evocative name uh, is um, uh, the Feast of the Moon, mm. which sounds like, oh, yeah, it's spooky. It's It's got, maybe it's like around Halloween and there's like werewolves and you know, rawr, and uh, that that one actually isn't all that um, scary. Uh, <laughs> it's, it, it's kind of uh, it's it's actually more a period of when um, people. Uh, it's sort of more like um, the Day of the Dead in Mexico, but without all of the elaborate celebrations and parades and stuff like that. It's more like the actual when you get to the cemetery. It's a day of remembrance mm. of people who've passed. You know, you light a candle, you put it on their gravestone. Okay. That kind of a thing. That's similar to a uh, um, November 1st in the Catholic tradition of All Souls Day. Uh, right. Where it's, it's mm-hmm. you know, remembrances. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Is that the one that you were speaking of that had more of a Halloween analog to it? Well, well, the the one that has like a, a like a more direct Halloween a- analog is um, one that's not very well known, I think, canonically, uh, but it has been done um, recently, I think, in the Neverwinter game, and that's uh, Liar's Night, and that's mm. based on um, the goddess Liera, who's the goddess of lies and mask, the goddess of trickery and, and thievery and stuff like that. And it's sort of this. Um, Oh, Halloweenish thing, and that people are all sort of uh, putting on costumes playing and tricks on playing tricks other. on one another, and there's pranks, and and some of those pranks are actually pickpocketing one another, or or reverse pickpocketing. You know, you're, you're putting gifts What's, onto other people oh, and I stuff see. like that, and so it's it's kind of a, a, a wacky, fun little holiday. That is cool. Is that specific to Neverwinter, or is that? Uh, Forgotten Realms wide. It's it's more of a, a Faerun, um the North kind of wide thing. Got it. Uh, Interesting. Uh, all right, great. Well, those are uh, uh, some great uh, holidays to kind of think about, and hopefully we gave you more of an overview of what uh, uh, the Forgotten Realms con- calendar is like, and you can start to use that in your game. As you, as Chris mentioned, it, you know, it does take a industrious DM yeah. uh, to do that, so don't feel like you uh, uh, if that's not your style, don't do not do it as a matter of course, but I do like the idea of making it feel like there's a, a, a world going on uh, uh, around you. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a great way, if, if, even if it's just a throwaway thing, like, hey, this village is celebrating, you know, Simril uh, while your adventurers are going through. It's, a, it's an interesting way to make it feel like a, a live, breathing, uh, breathing world. Yep. So happy Simril, everyone. <laughs> um, I don't think I mentioned this during our intros and outros for this episode, uh, that this one will air, but I don't think we'll be having a uh, Dragon Talk uh, during the week of uh, Christmas to New Year's. Uh, so we'll, we'll taking that off, but we'll be back in form on your iTunes, uh, Google Play, or other podcatching devices um, uh, with the start of the new year. So uh, if I had even said it before, happy new year. And uh, we'll see you guys. Happy new year.
true. I didn't do anything with them. You, you were the good person. You were like the lawful good paladin of commerce. I am a, I am a rules girl. Are you? Yeah, totally. Oh. I don't like to break rules. See? Like, especially flying, I get super anxious because I just look at people and they're carry-on bags. I'm like, that's not going to fit. That's too big for the overhead. Oh, I am the opposite. And it drives me crazy. I try to put it in all, stuff it in. No, because like people like me that have actually like, measured their bags to make sure they're going to fit. Oh, my God. I get bumped. You measure a bag? I have. Before I purchase a carry-on bag, I make sure it's going to fit. Wow. So, yeah. Because I'm a I'm a rules girl. Have you heard that people should uh, or airlines should flip the the script, as it were, and uh, charge for carry-ons now instead of and make people check bags again? Uh, because it's t- it sl- slows it all down. Oh, it's it like totally oh, it'll does. be great because we'll make people do carry-ons and they're doing all the work for them. But it actually slows down boarding and onboarding now because so many people are just doing carry-ons and not checking. And it's all. like people seriously. I know, right? This, just pick it up and put it up there. Take it out and leave. Like, why is it so complicated? I know. And That's don't put your jackets up there until all of this. Why are you putting up? No, I'm like, on? listen, people, don't put your jackets up oh, there. Oh, like Pelham? Are no, you I wanted you to tell them. Stuffer? Tell the audience. Don't put your jackets up there until they have decided that there's room for all the bags. They will tell you. Oh, that's true, You right? know how many times I've had, like, whose coat is this? So my bag can fit there. Well, that's that's not very nice. No, but I feel like it would be a, such a good job for me to, like, just stand there and be like, hello, hi, that bag's not going to fit. Hello. Hi. Well, have a great trip. Nope. Your bag needs to get checked. No. I want that job. I, I, I want to tell people. You could probably get that job if you wanted to. I am a. I obey. Would Everyone you, should obey. You should moonlight as, <laughs> as the airline attendant and be like. Put your bag in that little thing to see if you're it's like, I don't want to serve any of the drinks or anything like that. I just want to be the bag no, person. I, just, I will be the bad cop. You'll be the bag so lady. Sorry. It looks like that bag is too big. And actually, you have seven carry on bags. <laughs> yeah, you're going to need to remove five of them. What's your encumbrance level right now? It's pretty high is the answer to that question. Yeah. yeah mostly because you're coming from Washington State. So uh, that was a really good segment. Uh, we learned a lot about uh, the, the holidays. I don't know if you know everything about those holidays, but now you do. And you got them in, right? They're all in your brain pan. Totally. Yeah. What do you, are you going to celebrate, celebrate Simrel uh, when you go to Florida this I'd, year? I'd like to learn a little more about it. All right. Well, yes. you should listen to the podcast. I'm going to listen to this podcast, <laughs> and I'm going to decide. <laughs> whether or not you're actually going to celebrate gonna, it or not. Yeah, we're going to maybe work some new traditions into our family. I like that. I like mm-hmm. that. Uh, speaking of new traditions, I think we should uh, call up our, uh, our friends and ask them about their traditions and what they're doing. Let's do that. This December. <laughs> Oh my god, we got by the way, we have two Skypes going at the same time, guys. You got stereo Hello. Skypes. Hi Lisa. Hello. Hello. Hi, Craig. Hi. Hi. Bag Lady Shelly. Hi. Bag Lady Shelly. I know here. you would never, ever do that. You would never put a jacket in the overhead bin. I didn't even know that that was a thing people did. They and they did. I am horrified. And I see As them sometimes be. put both of their carry-ons in there. Usually older two? I'm gonna stereotype here, but older Business men travelers tend to take like their little computer bags and right. their their um, wheelie bags, so and they insensitive. put them both. I know. It's so insensitive. Oh, I I see it. <laughs> I see so it. Uh, so we have on the line. We have uh, Ryan Wheaton. Hi, Ryan. Hello. Uh, and we have Lisa Chen as well. I just want to make sure everybody knows the voices. We got we jumped right into talking, oh. which is yeah. good to do. But uh, good to do. Yeah. So how are you guys doing? How are you doing, Ryan? Uh, good. This uh, past week weekend was a, a ton of work, but otherwise uh, a pretty swell. Yeah, you've been working on a uh, a holiday themed adventure. Is that right? Yes, yes. 
Can you I talk? Have. Tell it's us a little bit about it. Uh, well, I don't know how much I can uh, speak of it, but uh, give all the spoilers like away. A, uh, is this? Is it out now? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't think so. No. Okay. Soon. Uh, Soon. Basically, it's just it's yeah it's a uh, about like uh, observing old traditions by celebrating them in kind of like a new mm. way and uh, nice. about rebuilding and repairing connections. You know, real corny stuff. Um, and it's uniquely festive and kind of goofy and fun, but it's uh it's not really a, the kind of different than the uh, typical adventure but i think you know folks will enjoy it and appreciate it for for its differences anyway i think it sounds like a perfect thing for friends and families to play over the holidays that's right yeah totally uh and it'll be up on the uh dungeon masters guild soonish is that is that right lisa do do you know do you have any visibility i believe we are hoping to release it december 18th december 18th perfect okay for all of you holiday D &D players out there so did you make up these traditions or are these traditions that existed and you just found new ways to celebrate them? Uh, a little bit of both. Uh, initially, I, I found a lot of uh, a lot of the traditions and stuff correlated to the event that we use and kind of uh, spun them into new stuff and more fun stuff because most of the uh, celebrations were not super celebrate -y. They were kind of like sad and, <laughs> and somber and like... It's the dead of winter. Things totally suck. So I, I kind of didn't want to do that. There's a whole death curse going like on. There's like that too. death curse yeah. thing. It's kind of a buzzkill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I figured, you know, less death, more more not death. More wine. With, with winter stuff. <laughs> that makes sense. Do they have winter yeah, 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 yeah. in Chult? In in the uh, peninsula of Chult? Uh, no, it's pretty much in the tropics, right? So right. It would get, it'll get a little bit colder, but not too yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like colder, as in, like it, it won't be in the triple digits, you know, nice. during during the it's night a good kind time of thing. To visit. I think. Uh, and Lisa, was this this was kind of uh, uh, you were the dungeon master of of this whole uh, initiative, wasn't wasn't this? Is that true? Yeah, this was um, sort of my first thing as associate community manager was to brainstorm lots of fun celebrations and gifts for people. Um, which I think is just good politics for trying to be everyone's favorite admin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, but the I idea was that, um, like, in the shadow of the death curse, everyone is banding together to make the Midwinter Festival something that brings cheer back to the land. Typically, it's a very solemn holiday about, like, building um, alliances, preparing for a really harsh season. Um, but instead... Uh, Everyone's creating these traditions to make it more about community and family. And with everyone heading to Chult uh, to try to stop the death curse, those traditions are even reaching Portney and Zaru. This is cool. Mm -hmm. I like that. Um, and uh, yeah. as, as as associate community manager, you're also uh, uh, spearheading uh, some fun stuff going on the D&D uh, &D Adventures League Facebook page too, right? Yeah, so the festival, actually, there um, is this awesome adventure that Ryan has been working on. Uh, but it's really this um, this cool month-long event 
that is happening in the online community. So that includes the website, dndadventurersleague.org, the Facebook group, DD Adventurers League, and also the Twitter page at DD underscore ADV League. Um, and we're posting neat interactive activities um, and gifts that we're giving away uh, every single week. So people should check back on Mondays and on Wednesdays on those various platforms. Um, and we have some really cool things going on. I think uh, last week we gave away um, an item from Fai Chen called a snow globe, which is like mm. a drift globe, but uh, you can shake it and snow swirls around in it and it uh, leaves little snowflakes trailing as it floats around you. Super cute. That is cool. I loved all the, the flavorful yes. and punny, very punny uh, certs that you were giving out. Oh, yeah. I love that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for people to see what comes out this week. Yeah, I'm looking at them now, actually. They're very, very good. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, mm. So, yeah, the snow globe is, was, was really interesting. Actually, it's funny. My girls, they asked for a snow globe because it's in, like, so many different, really? like, holiday-themed things. And they're like, we don't have a snow globe. We want a snow globe. They don't have a snow globe. I know, right? I'm a bad parent. Jeez. <laughs> Tell them to get on the Monster. Adventurers League Facebook page. Well, they need to learn the value <laughs> of working uh, on getting D- their D&D trivia right. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. And then they'll earn that snow globe. <laughs> Yeah, we've got um, on Wednesdays, we're posting our trivia booth, uh, which is like this fun little survey that Alan Patrick has been putting together. They're really, really funny. (laughs) Um, And uh, when you fill those out, uh, you uh, um, uh, the next week we send out like special gifts to the people who participated. Um, And the last week actually had a photo booth attached to it. Um, so at the end of the survey, there was an email address, submissions at dndadventurersleague.org, where you could send in group photos, uh, which I think that we're going to be sharing with everyone soon. But it has been so cool seeing all of the pictures come in. There are tables from Denmark and Moscow and the Philippines and Australia and all over the United wow. States. And yeah. there's like pictures of just like That's awesome. kids around the table. Um, there's pictures where people wrote in the email that they've been playing together for decades. Um, some people are in costume. Some people have really amazing setups for their game. I'm really into like miniatures and maps. And some people even have like 3D terrain. So it has been really, really wicked. Really, oh, really yeah. Cool. I hope you post those. I want to see cool. them. Yeah. I, I, those are absolutely going to get posted at some point. Um, uh, I'm not sure when we have planned, but soon. Good. TM soon. Yeah. Coming <laughs> yeah. soon. So for people who maybe don't understand certificates or how they work or how they use or what they are, do you want to just explain a little bit about what you do with these certificates? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so in adventure, you eat them, right? <laughs> Some yeah. of them sound like they taste like no, Christmas no, okay. cookies. Do not, do not eat. We are not responsible yeah, yeah. <laughs> for what happens to you <laughs> if you eat them. Uh, Legal um, tax. I thought you were the the, the rules lawyer. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Um, But yeah, when you play different adventures, um, uh, you get the opportunity to earn different certificates, which represent different magic items, um, some uh, certificates that you can buy at conventions through Fai Chen, who is this sort of like wandering merchant, um, or even like houses uh, and properties for your character to live in. Uh, But they're really fun. I enjoy just collecting more and more paper for my (laughs) characters. Um, And the certificates for the Midwinter Festival are all special magical items um, uh, that people can use through February. 
uh, at which point they then lose their magic but are awesome little tchotchkes that your character gets to hold on to and say, well, I was playing Adventurers League in 2017, so I have all the midwinter swag, uh, which I am a sucker for. Check out my, my, my drift globe. That's a snow globe. Yep. Yeah. It leaves a faint <laughs> trail of snowflakes. That's really cool. I love that because it's, it's, it's almost like a, a, you know, I was an MMO player for a long time, so it was like Blizzard's mini pets would only be, someone would only be available yeah. during certain events, and so you'd see someone... You know, that would have one of those and be like, oh, my God, that's so cool. And it's very similar to being in D&D Adventures League, being like, I have this drift globe, except yeah. you are telling, you're describing it. Uh, uh, and so it's only in your imagination and it's in other players' imagination and you're making it uh, uh, visible that way. Good swag item, Tito. Get on that. And Again, you have magical you. snow globes. Yeah. But, and you have a very real be, piece of paper. We, I know, right? That's cool. Can I give imaginary swag? <laughs> that's that's not edible. What, We've made that clear, right? Okay. <laughs> Don't eat it. Don't drink the the snow globe. Don't drink it. Don't eat it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. God, yeah. We should start giving out imaginary swag. I mean, like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't have any real swag with me. But here, take this T-shirt search. (laughs) I actually legit would really, really want that. Let's work together in 2018. (laughs) We can make that happen. (laughs) I would freak out if my characters had, like, a beauty is in the eye of the beholder T-shirt. Yeah. We can make that happen. Oh yeah. Uh, so cryptocurrency and just you know skyrocket the value and stuff. Ooh, topical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess it depends on when this one so. airs. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's only it, Bitcoin's only using up all the energy of Belgium or something like that, so it's okay. <laughs> it's Belgium. <laughs> oh, it's chocolate and waffles. <laughs> <laughs> so Ryan, uh, how did you get involved in, in all of this uh, this fun stuff? Um, I, uh, worked on a show with my dad called Titan's Grave that, uh, we co-created. It's a, a YouTube series for Geek and Sundry. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it's just like a, a giant RPG. We did a lot of, uh, like lore keeping and story writing and world building and stuff. And, uh, some friends over at, uh, Wizards of the Coast, uh, talked to me about it and stuff. Cause I spent a, a lot, a lot of hard work building this giant thing. Um, and they liked it. So they were like, Hey, can you do that? But over here with this stuff. And I said, I could sure try. And I tried. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's good. And we keep, I mean, hopefully it goes, hopefully it goes well, you know, but see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your audio is cutting out a little bit. So that's why we're not responding right away. So that's, uh, I'm I'm still waiting for you to talk more. Oh, okay. It's, it's going weird. Yeah. Is it is it on oh, our end or is it on is it on his? Yeah, it's just the Skype is messing up. Damn you! Oh, okay, the Skype. It's a good thing we're they're not you know paid place you know product placement <laughs> or anything. Damn you, Skype! Yeah, exactly. We see we can scarce then. It's okay. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah so, and this is your first yeah, foray into 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 uh, uh, doing this for Adventurers League, correct? Yes, it is. Is this the first adventure you've written ever? No, but for for D anD D or no. I mean, uh, for D&D, yeah. And I mean, in this world, yeah. Um, I mean, I've done some stuff on my own and uh, a lot of stuff for Titan's Grave, tons of adventure stuff for that. Uh, most of it is, like, fiction and prose-based. And so this one was uh, a bit of a challenge to kind of, like, tell, not show for the story and stuff. So that's uh, uh, it was a lot of work, but it was a lot of fun to kind of do. I spent, like, a solid three days just researching and reading up on everything in the world because there's so damn much. Um, I thought the world that I was, like, working on for a year was big and then i was like oh that's that's embarrassing it's very humbling uh, <laughs> but it's yeah 
<laughs> it's uh, it was really I did a ton of research on this tiny little area and it took me three days and then I realized the actual size and the enormity of the place and it's it's daunting to say the least. When you have, uh, like, how do you guys hold this much information? We have Matt Cernet. That's right, Matt Cernet helps brain us. Brain of holding. Yeah, uh, but it's funny to hear yeah. them talk and go through like, oh, this this is what it was like in this edition. That's what it was like in this edition. How it's changed. So, uh, yeah, the answer is very carefully. That's some crazy retention. It's true. But you got to have some creative freedom too, right? To do some. Oh uh, yeah, they do. Yeah, they're just kind of like, uh, here's the setting and here's some uh, thematic motivations, like make it you know, about holiday spirit and, and you know, celebration. I was like, that sounds cool. And the, they kind of lean towards the uh, the darker side of Christmas stuff because I have a tendency to, to do that. So I was like, ghost of Christmas pass and everybody's getting eaten by stuff. And they're like, you know, that's great, but uh, maybe a little bit more celebrating. So it took me a little while, but uh, I came on to, to something better. So <laughs> you got to find the balance yeah. somewhere in yeah, between. I, Everybody dies and everybody's having fun. Inside. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's like it's it's festive. They're all dead and everybody gets to, you know, zombies all partying, celebrating. It's great. <laughs> Wait, the zombies are partying? I love that. <laughs> I mean, no, that, that, was, yeah, that was one of the very early ideas. That's that's not what happens. Uh, oh, okay, good. That was close. <laughs> it was going to be a nightmare, <laughs> nightmare before Christmas type situation. Could be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know, I feel like you didn't want to give away any of the, any of the story, but I feel like we need like a little bit of a taste more so people can get uh, get a little bit more hooked. Um, I can say that it's uh, well, I, I will say I don't know if I can, but uh, there's a lot of uh, <laughs> uh, it. It's a lot. Of, it's like a. It's focused on like a big ev- on the big event itself, and it's more about like meandering and exploration, enjoy the festivity. Uh, I did a ton of work on these games. So there's a ton of games like carnival style games oh, and cool. a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of like very festival based, like foods and drinks and decorations. And again, these games and stuff. And so it's, it's just, it can be, it's supposed to be a shorter adventure, but you spend a long time in there doing a whole bunch of stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, that was the unique part of it, I think, is that it's more, I feel like it's more of an event than it is like a, a point A to point B adventure. That's cool. That also does remind me of like a uh, an MMO type thing where it would be, uh, a, hey, come yeah, in totally. and enjoy this this holiday stuff and here's some things that are going on here, but not necessarily a, a, a strong narrative element. It's just yeah. like, just be a part of the, the events. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it'll be, I think it'll be a lot like, uh, I, I spent some time in the world uh, and... Uh, spend some time playing the games stuff out and it really does like the time kind of uh wipes away and is dming us you guys could spend tons of time just wandering around doing a bunch of stuff because everything's kind of big so (laughs) i'm sorry man we got like three words out of that last paragraph Uh, Uh, are you serious oh yeah sorry it's this uh, our Uh, our laptops are working overtime here is it uh is it me or is it you guys just bandwidth Probably my it's my it's my machine. Okay, all right, yeah, because I mean I'm looking at the it shows everything's okay on my side, but you know it, it probably isn't. No worries, we'll make it work. Actually, no, I won't make it work. Ryan Ryan Marth will make it work. You know, yeah, yeah. On, he's Ryan. gonna stitch together everything, right. so it's like that scene from he's, Sneakers where it's like <laughs> he's gonna add in. He's gonna Ryan's gonna say what he thinks you were trying. to Yeah, say. it's like he's my voice is my in. passport. Yeah, totally. Verify it's me. A very okay adventure. <laughs> 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 Zombies. I did not have fun writing <laughs> adventure. <laughs> You'd be cool with that, right? If, and then if Shelly does any fill-in with her vocal, vocal talents? 
I'm just gonna like what what oh, I no, think go, you go were for trying it, man. to I'm, say. I would love to hear it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. But I do voice work. I don't think he knows your voice work. <laughs> <laughs> you should be doing some uh, uh, some C three PO. Oh dear. <laughs> That's my C three PO. I was uh, rocking the C-3PO all weekend. The funny thing is, is that your C-3PO is not that far off from Attack of the Clones C-3PO, which is basically like making fun of like butts and stuff the whole time. <laughs> what? I'm naked. What are you talking about? Uh, I'm <laughs> naked. Oh, dear. Anyway. So you're like prequel level of, uh, of good, which is pretty, pretty good. That's an improvement. <laughs> Nobody knew my Bert. It's true. Your bird, your bird was pretty low. <laughs> it was not the, my best. I haven't done it in a while. You've gotten better. I know. Well, now that your kid's grown up, you don't have a reason to do Bert anymore. No. Uh, so, so what Muppet character voices can you guys do? Yeah. It's oh, God. really quiet. Uh, <laughs> As we both I, panic. I, I don't know. You didn't know you were going to be asked to do Yeah, I'm just like, oh, I don't now. know. I didn't prepare anything. <laughs> so is there, did we already say the title anyway. of this adventure? Oh, no, yeah. What's the title? Uh, it's, it's a working title for right now, but uh, Winter's Glow. Ooh, I like it. Did, did that cut out or did you hear that one? Nope, we, heard it. We heard Winter's Glow. Winter's Glow, unless oh, there's okay, okay. more words. Yeah, you. I mean, if it cuts out, it might be a, a cooler title, but. Winter's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? What is That's it? That's it. It's just Winter's this is just, you just got to leave them wanting more. Yeah, they're just little. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, and it'll be up on the Dungeon Master's Guild. Uh, and uh, uh, Lisa, you said the 18th. Um, and also, I feel like we should talk. Yeah, yeah, okay, good. Uh, I feel like, Lisa, we should talk about uh, more uh, stuff that might be going on in 2018. Is that is that, did we get the okay from Chris Lindsay to talk about that? Um, stuff. Going on, it, it depends what 2018 stuff you're talking the about. The stuff you can talk about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Shelly's the rule follower after I all. I know the rules. <laughs> um, do you mean... Uh, um, Your new role? My, my transition into yes. the associate community manager position? Yes. Or? Oh, yeah. So that was announced today. I think it was announced like two minutes before we started this. Oh, well, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. I'm really, really excited, and it is super surreal, and my phone is blowing up with everyone being so supportive. Um, so if I have friends listening, I think there's some people in the chat. Um, thank you. I uh, It hasn't really sunk in yet. Um, nice. Well, maybe when I get to post my first, well, you can find the answer to this in the Adventures League Players Handbook, uh, it'll feel real. <laughs> For real, exactly. That that is, that's when it all comes you know, flooding over to you, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, I have such power!" Yeah, <laughs> as associate community manager, <laughs> wisely. <laughs> I'll yeah, be Alan's gonna have to rein me in. Um, but no, I've, I was like part of what I've already been like bugging Alan about. Like, poor guy, I send him ideas like every day, and he's like, "Well, we'll talk about it in the new year." Um, <laughs> is uh, just trying to figure out how to create more shared experiences in Adventures League because I feel like that's sort of what it's all about. You're creating like shared adventures around the table, uh, but we have this awesome online community that connects everybody and this really cool official play system. So the Midwinter Festival is sort of us like dipping a toe in that because that's something that everyone gets to experience together online and their characters. Uh, we'll get to experience it through, through all these like, little mini games that um, Ryan is creating for the for the carnival, mm -hmm. uh, which is super cool. And you mentioned um, MMOs a few times, Greg, and that was totally 
my inspiration, at least nice. brainstorming for Midwinter Festival. Yeah, I think same. those are so fun. Yeah. That's cool. And I feel like that's, I mean, yeah, I completely agree. Many people who don't uh, know what the D&D Adventurers League is, I mean, that's kind of the, 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 the proto MMO of, uh, of uh, D&D is that shared universe, right? So there's, you know, your D&D homebrew campaign, there's, which is your own little shard of reality. And then there's uh, playing in the Forgotten Realms, which means you're kind of sharing some lore uh, and some things going on there. And there's the D&D Adventurers League, which takes that a step further and lets the sandbox of uh, your game that's happening uh, have, have rules and, and things feel like they're in the same world that someone else is playing, you know, across the, uh, the earth on a, you know, in a totally another place, but they're still playing in the same shared universe of the D&D Adventurers League. So uh, I feel like using MMOs as inspiration and, you know, I think it's only, it, it makes sense. Yeah. Since they, you know, were inspired so much by D&D. Yeah, community-oriented focuses. So uh, that's really cool. Yeah, totally. So Ryan, what we didn't talk about your origin story. I don't think. How oh, did you yeah. get into D and D? Oh, uh, when I was like, um, my dad uh, will kind of introduce me to stuff because he was uh, playing with the books and like he's been playing a campaign with a few friends, the same campaign for like the past fifteen or twenty years, something ridiculous. Wow. Um, and uh, I was like, hey, can I t- take a look at that? And I touched his dice bag and, <laughs> and learned quickly. <gasps> Mm, I'm sorry. Um, uh, yeah, he was like, "Don't, don't, <laughs> don't do that, man. Don't do that." And I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, can I look at this book and stuff?" So I sat down and, uh, in a, kind of just went through the entire player's handbook. I think it was like third edition or something, and really dove into it and rolled characters and kind of got me all into the uh, MMO world and the RPG world and stuff, and and it heavily influenced kind of my creative career after that. So, so I stuck close to. Uh, fantasy stuff and and RPGs in general, and even when I went off to like college and stuff, I played a little bit with video games and kind of just made my way back around to to uh, making Titans great with him and a big a big connective uh, experience for me, him, and my younger brother. And my my mom doesn't really touch it much, but uh, she she's there for moral support and in the background. <laughs> That's how I am when. Bart and Quinn are doing their Star Wars. Yeah, you're just like, I'm here for support. I'm really happy that you guys have that. I'm going to be in here. You guys do you. Yeah, you guys have fun. (laughs) Go Bond. Go Bond. (laughs) It's important to have those memories. It's true. I I didn't realize that uh, Titan's Grave was such a a family affair. I I, I knew that uh, uh, your dad had worked on it, but I didn't realize that uh, you had contributed so much. And then you and your your little brother, too. That's, That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, my, my brother kind of stopped doing the, 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 uh, D and D stuff pretty quickly. He was more of a friends and, you know, go outside and do things. Um, I was oh. not, so I kind of hung around with him, <laughs> well, um, but yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, it's, it burns out there. I don't want, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Silly day star. So yeah, the, uh, type, uh, his original idea, and then we kind of built on top of that and worked on the entire story together. And, and, uh, I built, I filled out a lot of the world and we, we and he kind of ended up hosting. Like he worked on the host stuff and character things, and I got to maintain everything and and integrate random decisions that each player made. And boy, it was a ton of fun, but a lot of work trying to yeah as it went along. It was pretty crazy. That is pretty crazy. Speaking of a lot of work, uh, your your namesake Ryan has a lot of work to do in editing the audio for this video. Uh, poor, I I, I I know I feel so bad because you'll feel like you're 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 talking good stuff, and I'm, we're usually able to 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 keep this going, but there's just so many words we're missing. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I can I can hear you guys totally fine. 
Oh, so we'll just talk, and then you got you can. <laughs> my problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll just I'll just be here. I'll, I'll be nodding. I'll be nodding. It's, nice. It's like a D and D adventure, like a riddle. We have to figure out what Ryan is telling us. That's true. <laughs> right. We just, we'll make <laughs> the word. Uh, <laughs> Not all the words are in there. If you can, if you can transcribe this interview, you get a cert. Oh, that's a, a good idea. One. Really? Yeah. I'll make oh, one. God. I'm on it. You're making up all the rules now, Shelly. Yep. You said you were a rules follower, but I, now you're a rules I'm a creator. Rules maker, <laughs> not a rules breaker. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, so right. So so you mentioned you, you touched your. I mean, I have to ask you another question because I have to. Uh, you touched your dad's ba- dice bag, <laughs> but then did you actually end up playing with him after that, or, or or what was the first kind of actual play experience you you had with uh, with role playing games? Yeah, I mean, right after that, it was it was more of a joke than anything. He kind of uh, you know. Uh, scolded me for real for a split second and then was like it's cool I was just joking uh, yeah, but we sat down and he helped me make a he helped me make a character and, and he's pretty ruthless when it comes to the roles so my first character was just dismal it was god awful oh. um, and I you know had to end up making well, a few of them by myself and tried to pass them off as oh I made them and they should work and it's like no it, it, I have to see the roles and I have to be there and like so I we ended up playing a few campaigns younger brother too and a few friends over the years we it kind of dissipated as we paint stuff and but it, it's, it's always just been kind of like we started with this and, and played a lot of this stuff and it's been a big part of our relationship and our in our family and stuff that's cool when did you make the transition to uh, uh dungeon mastering or or, or or game mastering uh super recently uh titan's grave campaign and had a bunch of stuff that i had done uh solo and i had a few friends that were like yeah let's play and then they're like they ended up being like six thing and i had never done it before so it was uh the first chapter we did well the first like month or so we were just making characters and balancing things and and inserting mechanics that would make the larger group work and and spend most of the time just balancing things um and the first chapter of the campaign took us like four hours because i had no idea what i was doing we battled (laughs) like 10 bandits and it took um but a bunch of studying and research and junk and i cut it down to like two hours for the next one and I think we've gotten, I've only done it like five or six times, but it was a ton of fun. It's just, I'm not super great at the active story. Like they try and involve me and they're like, hey, so what's this character say? And I'm just like, he says you do this. And they're like, no, you got to like act it out, man. And like, uh, <laughs> right. I can't, can't do that. I'm just like, read this page. Here you go. <laughs> just do the read aloud text. Yeah. <laughs> you have to hire some people to act as your NPCs. Right. Well, you can, yeah, right. You could do yeah, that. Totally. With, get a, uh, a lot of people do that too, where like there's the, uh, uh, the dungeon master who likes, uh, running combats and creating the world and all that. And then is not necessarily as good as the portraying of other, uh, characters and stuff. And some people, uh, will, will take that on Like our, uh, the dragon friends, for example, that we have here on their, our D and D channel. Uh, there is one dungeon master who does one thing and then the other one does plays all the NPCs. Yeah. Uh, uh and makes, you know, brings those to life. Yeah. It's so cool. I feel like we hear more about this co DMing yeah. thing. So it's like co-parenting. Co-parenting. Yeah. I mean, honestly, from my experience, like from my personal experience, I, I'm, I'm garbage at it. So, I mean, I would love to write the story and be a part of it and like interact with it, but uh, I feel sorry for people at that point because they're just like, uh, this is this is pretty dry. I'm like, yeah. And it, I'm like, you no, you got to guide us along here. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can be more like the director. So, yeah. I'm not, oh, yeah. That's a good. Way yeah, to I mean, I, I, it's, it's a lot of fun. The writer. Yeah, director. it's a ton of fun. I'm just I, missing the uh, expressive, outgoing aspect of it. Sure. Right, that makes sense. It gets better with time. Just gotta jump into it. That's one of those things. 
Lisa, Lisa's got that in, 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 in spades, though. You got too much character. <laughs> <laughs> too much. I mean, I think my favorite thing is um, conversing with characters and trying to bring NPCs to life. Probably because some of my favorite DMs have done have done that, and I just like just I could just spend an entire session driving them crazy, talking to their NPC and asking for the entire backstory, everything that's happened in their life. Right. You're like so random, shopkeeper Jones. Uh, <laughs> DM's like I How don't deep know. Do you go? Yeah. I didn't write this character. I don't know. Yeah. Why As do you player, prefer I'm like round for bottles? Falling in love with every NPC. Which makes it really easy to break my heart. <laughs> each one, each one, you're like, oh god, I really love that shopkeeper Jones. Shopkeeper Jones. So now, Ryan, you just need to have Lisa on speakerphone when you're playing, and then she can just act the parts yeah, totally. of the NPCs. Done. Yeah. I I've actually had one of uh, a couple of my friends are like film buffs and like the one of them's a director and stuff and I just kind of pass the information off to them like here read, read this thing and they, <laughs> so they kind of put their character to the side and do it for me. Oh, there you go. That works too. Yep. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've had both. My first dungeon master was he was more of a here's what happens. I'm telling you what happens. And that was that I didn't know any better. It was the first time I played D&D. And then the second dungeon master i had was way more flamboyant and was mm. doing the voices and like in our faces and like you know really 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 creative go. in that way i was like whoa okay because none of us were really that believe it or not not that theatrical a lot of us were still doing because we were all kind of new so we were still doing that like my character does this right kind of thing right. or i'm doing this yeah we didn't just do it i saw that too it's hard life and I still do that. It's just a weird transition. Yeah. Can't yep. get past it. Yep. Makes oh, sense. but you do. You will get past it. It <laughs> <That> happens. <laughs> Maybe you and I should co-DM, Shelly. <gasps> oh, that would be fun. Yeah. Because I'm chicken. Yeah. And I'm too scared to be a DM. And you're the rules follower, you, so you rule, follow the rules and I'll... You could coach me out of my, my uh, fear. Exactly. You could just whisper into his ear. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just whisper <laughs> things. Make them over, I need to consult somebody really quick. Hold on. <laughs> oh yeah, I like that. And then I'll bring I'll bring shopkeeper Jones to life. Do it. It's just <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> There's a lot of good opportunity for that with um, Tomb of Annihilation because of all like the guides and yeah, lots of cool NPCs in there for sure. So maybe, bringing it to life. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mentioned before that we have a lot of podcasts already scheduled for January and Lisa, you're going to be coming on again soon. Yeah. You guys are going to get sick of me. No, never. Not at all. In fact, I want to take credit for, for everything that's happening to you so far. Since we had you on the podcast, you're like, uh, wait, (laughs) were you on PAX Unplugged too? Um, I was at PAX Unplugged and I saw Shelly, um, demoing Betrayal. Like two tables away from me, but I was too oh, shy to say hi. Wow, oh, come on! <laughs> I'll, I'll do it next time. I'll do yes, it next time. you got to tackle her. Totally. Okay. Push me. I will tackle Push you me down. I'll just pull out. And <laughs> yeah. it is Greg's fault. <laughs> yeah, totally blame me. Shopkeeper Jones told me to give you a <laughs> this punch one, in the face. This one's for Shopkeeper Jones. <laughs> That's good. Did you have fun at PAX Unplugged, even though, uh, you know, uh, Shelly was giving you the cold shoulder even the whole though, time? There's no way I could give her a cold shoulder in that super oh hot gosh. room. That was so fun. I think actually my favorite thing was there was um, 
like a DM improv a panel where like Satine Phoenix was on it and Adam Coble and R- Rudy Rutenberg and a bunch of other awesome people. And they had, they were given a scenario to do and they couldn't prep ahead of time and they just had to do it on the fly. Oh. And I haven't laughed that hard in a while. And it was awesome. I also played some great D and D there. Uh, what's his name? Al Spader wrote a, an adventure about the Beholder Corp. Um, and that was a Beholderlicious adventure. So many Beholders. That was really, really fun. Nice. Beholderlicious. Beholderlicious. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> it's a new adjective. We'll Sounds be... like a really nice bubblegum. It does. Yeah. <laughs> what, oh, what flavor would that be? You know, eyeballs. Eyeball. Eyeball. Mmm. <laughs> Grape Oct- and, yeah, eyeballs, probably. It'd have to be a little bit salty for the because like the tears. Dry and salty. Oh. <laughs> Oh, oh, gross. Oh. Like, eyeballs Too fine. far, Greg. I guess <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about anatomy and the fact that they're <laughs> trying to make it real. Wait, do beholders cry? Too accurate, oh. too accurate. <laughs> I they will it. when they hear that. They... <laughs> <laughs> I'm making all beholders cry. And everywhere. do all of their eye socks cry at once? Yeah. I need to taste you. Just some of them? I have important anatomical questions. We need to about who, can Matt Cernet, who can answer this? Perkins? I'm gonna have to ask him. We the cry individually. Each because eye I mean, stock? if you poke one eye on yourself, that eye cries by itself, you know. So I feel like it's individual oh. eyeballs. Yeah, you got some logic there. Yeah, that makes sense. But there's oh. they give me a blank. Well, you, do you know how beholders uh, uh, procreate? No. Do, do you, we? Well, do you know? No. Do you guys I know? Do. I wrote this. Oh well. Duh. I, uh, okay, yeah, I, I wrote an adventure sort of about that. Yeah, um, tell everybody, tell everybody, Lisa. <laughs> um, but oh, beholders um, dream about other beholders, and a baby beholder is born. Stop it! Yeah, <laughs> I mean, less cute than that. Adorable, terrifying, adorable. No, wait, do they dream like intentionally? Like tonight, I'm going to dream about some beholder Betty beholder. <laughs> And, or is it just like, oh my god, it just had the weirdest dream and now you have a baby? I think it works both ways. It can no. go either way. Well, what about the beholder that you dreamed of? It's not their fault. You know, like, I, is, it, is, it, is it the baby's like, fault that it was made? Dreamers, like, well, if, you're, if I'm just like minding my own business as a beholder and some other beholder has a dream about me and now I'm saddled with that beholder's baby, that's not okay. But there's no parents. What it's happens? Just, it just—it's it, an existence. It just exists. No, but you, yeah, do you uh, even well, know that? Like you like, sired out of the dream. I guess. I on. Listen to Lisa. What did you it say? It pops Lisa? out yeah. of the dream. Yeah, it just like suddenly is, and then nobody has to take care of it. I think they're like fully grown beholders. Whoa. Yeah. And that's I why beholders I mean, are so. Bolo's guy doesn't go crazy. into detail about the rearing of baby beholders. I think they're they're born yeah, I mean, ready I'd to be go. Angry. Oh, okay. All right. As long as like I don't know that I've got I've got baby baby beholders out there. <laughs> I just, oh my god! You don't know that you have like six baby beholders. Do out you? There? You could have yeah. some too. I don't know. You don't know. Ambient to like. I could have dreamed about you <laughs> and made a beholder. Wait, Ryan. Did you just say that everyone needs to start taking Ambien so they don't dream about more beholders? No. I said. I said. Does, do they have? How they can like bolster their numbers at some point, or oh, like create, like intentionally create more beholders. Yeah, they just have have <laughs> a few that are really sleepy beholders that just keep going sleeps around the clock, and 
How did I not? How did I not know this about beholders? It's one of the, it's one of my favorite facts. They dream well, about beholders. Like each think they're like the perfect beholder. So I don't know if they, I don't know if they intentionally make more because that would just be competition or. Oh right, that's a good point. Or, yeah. I think it's an accidental <laughs> procreation. Yeah. No, I think that I think I've even heard Matt or Chris say that before, because. Right, it's, so they, they must be pissed off when they wake up and they're like, God, another dream. Well, they don't even know where it is. It could be like on the other side of the world. <laughs> it's not like it appears next it's to them. a little bit sad. I know. Do they have, like right are they friends? No, beholders are like xenophobic. They hate all other beholders. Huh. Yeah, they hate everything. They just like goldfish. They just like goldfish. Well, that's only, the Xanathar's the only one that actually likes goldfish. How do you know? Really? How do you know? I, 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 contact I, solution. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't there be others? I guess there could be others that like other things. Yeah. <laughs> I lonely. bet the Xanathar has made other boulders that like goldfish. Where's... Could be. How would they wear glasses? Like if, if they had some bad vision, like how would they wear glasses? I don't know. Do they all have bad so... vision at the same time? Or I mean, just one? Yeah, I hope not. That's like one eye with a just like a monocle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, yeah. we've gone into pure, I mean, not yeah, even like, we're in pure speculation about what's going on. We have a lot on. of questions for the next lore you should know. In fact, beholders are on my this list. This is canon. To, we're talking about this. Yeah, this is totally canon. Everything that we've said so far is 100% Write it canon. down. Uh, well, awesome, guys. It was good talking to you. Where can people find out, uh, A, more about this adventure and uh, what's going on for D&D Adventures League, and B, more about yourselves? Uh, so, Lisa, why don't you start? Um, you can find out more about the Midwinter Festival and this adventure on dndadventuresleague.org, uh, the D&D Adventures League Facebook group, or um, on Twitter at dnd underscore ADV League. Uh, you can find out more about me at MercifulDM. Yeah, that's it. On Twitter, <laughs> at MercifulDM or uh, LisaChen.com. Awesome. What about you, Ryan? Um, what she said for, for, uh, all the D and D's <laughs> otherwise. Yeah. I'm on, I'm, I'm on Twitter as well, but that's, that's kind of it. Uh, Sir Wheaton on Twitter. Well, we didn't say it one we more time. Oh boy. Sir, it's Sir Wheaton on Twitter. That's, that's about it though. I don't have any other, uh, okay. much more of a presence online. Okay. Whew. At least that came out mostly. Whole. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, your one liners, oh your one liners and quips is, were perfect. Like those, microphone. Yeah. those went in great. It was when you actually had like a longer sentence than like three sentence, okay, three seconds. That's where it started to cut out, which was the worst when you'd be like, I have something I'm going to tell My you. My mic's doing everyone a favor. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's honestly our fault. I think it's actually the bandwidth on our, our bad. Uh, so uh, apologies for those of you who have been listening to this this whole time about uh, 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 the sound. Uh, we, will, we will do our best to make it better. Uh, but thank you guys so much for, for calling in. Uh, we're really excited about what you guys uh, have done for uh, this holiday adventure. It's going to be called Winter's Glow. Uh, you working can look, title. Working title. Yep. It may be something different, but look for it on the, the Dungeon Masters Guild around December 18th. Does that sound about right? All right. Uh, December 18th, yep. Awesome. You guys are the best, uh, and uh, we will talk to you soon. And thank you so much, Ryan, for all the work you've done on this adventure. And uh, hope yep. you, yeah, sounds awesome. We see, uh, we see more great things coming from you. As do I. Cool. And Lisa, we'll talk to you in about a month. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk to you in January. Awesome. Sounds good. See you guys Happy later. Happy holidays. Bye. Merry midwinter. You as well. See you guys later. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, my gosh. That was like hurting uh, audio cats, but I think we made it work, Shelly. I think so, too. Except for it's you're missing your meeting, though, now. you got to get your meetings. One minute. Real quick, where can people find out about uh, you on the Twitters? You can... Follow me on the Twitters at Shelly Moo. What about that company or you work for? The Avalon Hill. Yeah. Avalon Hill 2. Boogaloo. Boogaloo. 
Uh, Delicious. That's on Twitter. What about uh, you, Greg Tito? Nobody knows where you are. Nobody knows where I am. I'm at Greg Tito. I'm at uh, Greg underscore Tito on Instagram. I've been posting lots of uh, kid pictures up there. Yeah, got lots of uh, Fiona and uh, Edna having some fun uh, in the wintertime. They were wearing their Beholder shirts. Really? Yeah, lots of Beholder shirts they're wearing. Do we have kid size? I got extra small. And I'm like, oh, no no person can wear this except for Jill. Or Emmy. Or Emmy. Yeah, no, I got it for Emmy. Kids and Emmy. Yeah, exactly. Since she designed it, after all, I guess I needed to get a t-shirt in her size. Uh, If you want to find out more about what's going on in uh, Dungeons & Dragons land, you can follow us on wizards underscore DND or go to DungeonsAndDragons.com or check out Dragon Plus. There's going to be a new issue of Dragon Plus dropping right when you're listening to this. Uh, it's the December issue. Mr. Bart Carroll has been working the very, December issue. very hard on it. Uh, and uh, it should be out in your uh, uh, mobile device, uh, Android and iOS, as well as on dragonmag.com. I want to talk to the artist. You do? For the cover. Yeah. Because he wrote one of my favorite kid books. Is that true? Yeah. Which which one? The Legend of Rock, Paper, Scissors. Oh, I've never read that it's book. It's so funny and oh good. My God, that's have so you ever good. read it, Ryan? The Legend of Rock, Ryan, Paper, Scissors? Have you? Pelham, anyone? The Legend of Rock, Paper, Scissors? No, not. You know what my girls taught me? This uh, this brand new game. It's called uh, Hunter, Bear, Wizard. Oh. And I'm like, oh my God, that's such a great game. And it's basically Rock, Paper, Scissors. So like Wizard kills uh, Hunter, Hunter kills Bear, Bear kills Wizard. Did they make it up? I, yeah, she's. they played it at a party. And I was like, oh my God, that's so cute. No and we, way. Like, you, you go back to back and then you say one, two, three, and you jump around and you do like Bear or Hunter when you point your fingers. Oh, and you're making, like, that's And the staff. With the wizard, <gasps> and you make like a wizard, like, aha, you're making a staff. Yeah. I, I'm going to teach Quinn that one. We played it for like two hours. We play rock, paper, scissors a lot. Well, I think the, the wizard, bear, hunter is way more We're on brand. It. Okay, I didn't know <laughs> we had our D&D version. It's true, it's out there. Uh, all right, thank you guys so much for listening to this extra special Dragon Talk. The uh, last one. Oh, my last one. Not no, yours. it is. It'll be the last one that they will listen to in 2017. Oh, there you go. It's on the schedule. Uh, we'll be back to you uh, uh, starting in January. We're taking a couple weeks off, um, and uh, we'll be back. Uh, I think January 8th is when we're doing our first recording, and then after that will be the first one, January that's three days, January 10th is when the first next episode is. So look for us then on your feeds. Until then, have a happy holiday. Happy and, holiday. Uh, rocks fall, everyone dies. I know, I don't have it. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> happy holidays. <laughs>